many prior openers were about uh, disc golf. Um, it reminded <laughs> so me reminded me that when I was working on a project in Boston, there was a lot of candle pin and duck pin bowling. And uh, I remember talking hmm. to, uh, co- oh yeah, we got candle pin, we got duck pin, we got big ball too, but big, they called it, they called <laughs> that one big ball. <laughs> candle pin, duck pin, and big ball. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, is, is your face <laughs> is your face in opposition to these the the actual games of Candlepin and Duckpin, or is it the name? Yeah, the f- bullshit regional crap. The only reason they do that is because no one else does it. Yeah, this is our thing. This is a thing that we hold on to desperately because, and then it makes us special. Uh, there's a bunch really? of really just do fucking bowling. What you, the professional <laughs> bowling association or whatever the hell it's called, and they only do the one kind because there's only one real fucking kind. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna jump in here because I the 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 way I go through life is I miss things, and I had never put together that big ball was just bigger than <laughs> duck pin and uh, candle pin. <laughs> uh, it's the same sport. Now that I look at it, you just thought it meant like major league. Big ball, like you're playing big ball, oh, yeah. not small ball. It's big ball. Wife of the wife of the podcast, uh, she uh, is from the Pittsburgh area, and we would go out, and people would always be like, "Oh, we got Yin's coming on down. We got to go out to the duck pen." And no one plays it; everyone drinks next to it. So I have no <laughs> idea how or if a game is played. <laughs> no one knows how. <laughs> if it, I, to me, it's a nativity scene. It's set up, and no one touches it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, there's at least two places I can think of in Columbus that are candle pin, or uh, duck pin bowling, yeah. and that's hipster bullshit. That's oh, look, <laughs> yeah. it's a different thing. Because if it were regular bowling, <laughs> the fucking hipsters wouldn't go to it. They'd just be like, I'm not going fucking bowling alley. Oh wait, weird bowling? Oh yeah, I'll do that. Here's the thing. Here's cool. the thing. Great. Fuck you. There's Jenga and there's giant Jenga. Giant Jenga is surely a novelty, but it doesn't mean yes. it's not fun to try to play it. It's, but it no would be ludicrous just if they called the giant other Jenga. It's not like, well, in Massachusetts, in the Northeast, we do giant, oh, you, you and your tiny Jenga. No, they don't pretend like that's the only Jenga or that, well, this is just you the version of You could be in a giant Jenga, Jenga League and a regular Jenga League, you know? I met someone who played a tiny version of giant Jenga. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, if the it's called little giant, giant, giant Jenga, Jenga I got a travel set of giant Jenga. What the fuck are we going to do this? This week on the Free Legal Advice Podcast, we're going to do what we do best, breaking news. <laughs> this just in, the queen is dead. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's right, folks. I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you haven't heard. Queen Elizabeth II, Her Royal Highness, head of the Commonwealth, Struck down suddenly in the prime of her life <laughs> at 96. <laughs> gone too soon. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Um, so most of us probably do know that the queen died a little while ago. That's not the issue. The issue is what do you do? What do we do now that the queen's dead? Yeah. There's black smoke's been coming out of Big Ben for weeks now. <laughs> so they try to pick a successor. <laughs> At least I think that's why it's been smoking. Someone should probably look into that. But uh, what we're going to do, we're going to solve this here and now. We're not just going to say, you know, we could take the easy road and say, oh, the oldest, ma- uh, oldest male heir, you're, you're up next, you know. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, the, the royal family, it's getting a little stale at this point. So this oh, week, yeah. 
we're going to give it the flap re- rebrand. We're going oh. Royal, F- Royal Family 2.0. Uh, we're going to come up with a new way that we should be, you know, let's bring this into the 21st century. Let's do okay? it. But first, I do want to acknowledge, you know, the loss here and just maybe take a couple of moments for reflection. Um, Grant, what are, what's one of your fondest Queen Elizabeth memories? Just, just one. Uh, when she died. Hmm. That one, mm. it's the only one that made me happy. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's poignant. Yes. Mm, I think we're all, we're all feeling that in some yes, ways. Very yes. much so. Corey, what about you? What a, a fondest, just, just share one, one, you know, I'm sure there's many, but just, a, you know, one of your favorite Queen Elizabeth stories from over the years. Okay, fond memory of old Queenie. We're down in London town, and she's a <laughs> bit drunk, and her valet hits a guy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, don't speak ill of the dead. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, let's let's keep this keep this above board. And Ben, any just real quick, you know, any fond fond memory of of the Queen? Not a fond memory. This is my favorite tweet in uh, her wake, or or one that I enjoyed a lot. Um, because, like Grant, I was happy. But um, so uh, okay, yeah. This is at r o u n underscore s a underscore v i l l e. Just to give some credit out. Um, uh, it was, uh, please be respectful when talking about the queen. She was a head of state, a monarch, a mother to multiple pedophiles, and most importantly, a devoted cousin <laughs> to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> All true. All true, yes. true things. So anyway, yeah, it's my fondest memory. I do have a fond memory, though. So, okay, so it's the bottom of the ninth. Elizabeth's up to bat. <laughs> is this baseball uh, or cricket? Uh, that's, that, that story's way too long. Okay. That story's way too long. Okay. You, you can go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Save that for... That's a whole episode. Dip, dips on that episode. Yes. Miss October, they called her. Miss mm-hmm. That was October. from one of the calendars that she was in, actually. But uh, Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Ben hits on, like, she's married to her cousin and, you know, father to, or mother to pedophiles. And, and that's stuff we barely even know. That's the, that's the problem with the royal mm. family. Like, like, mm. That should be front and center. We should lead with that stuff. That's going to sell papers. So That's a good point. Let's, let's re... Olden times, they might want to swept that under the rug, but now that's uh, headline-grabbing shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We wanna, that's, that's what we want. We want to we make headlines. We want to sell newspapers. Put your genocide stats up top. No such thing as bad press. Lead with the head count, the body count. That's what I always say. Um, so yeah, I want to. I want to be professional about this. We are a professional consultancy, and uh, oh, absolutely. You know, that's the reason why the United Kingdom came to us uh, for the rebrand. So I'm kind of thinking of this in a couple of corporate ways. We're going to do an org chart. We're going to kind of think of how do we organize our new royal mm. family. Um, okay. And we're going to look at, you know, the physical inventory. What are the things that are going to make up and symbolize our royal family? And then lastly, and most importantly, we're going to focus on that brand. What is the real brand of the royal family? So mm-hmm. um, I've, you know, tasked you separately with various pieces of this. Um, ben, what is the title of our new monarch? Okay. Well, uh, you know, I... Just to make it easy, I'm going to put a name in there, you know, so that it's easy, you know, if I like King John or something like that, um, so I can read the whole thing out. Um, but definitely, we want to modernize this. Um, some people are impressed by archaic language, but it really does not do the numbers that it used to. Um, so the new monarch title uh, is the Goat, the Top Lad, King Caden the Third of whatever's left of the Empire, 
the no-cap, crowned-up drip slayer living rent-free in the hearts of norms and low-key CEO of defending state genocide and royal pedophiles. Big yikes, but it do be facts, fam. <laughs> oh, God, that... We just got one... I hate that more than the fucking royal family. ...million followers on Jesus Twitter. Christ. Jesus. Whatever Ben just said is the top video on TikTok right now. Whatever he just said. Yes, yes. absolutely. Also, his daughter, even though she didn't hear it, she certainly just died a little bit inside. <laughs> she absolutely did, Grant. You are right. This is perfect. We're off to a great start. This is this is the 21st century right here. Um, so we all know, for the most part, uh, the previous... Uh, royal monarch was a largely ceremonial position. Maybe we'll keep that forward. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I've kind of been on the fence about that one. Grant, what sort of political power is the new monarch going to have? So the thing about the old monarchy was that it was they really didn't have any power. And like um, in some way that's good. But, you know, on the other hand, why even have them around? If they're not going to do anything. So I thought that we should really actually give him some real responsibility. So the oh. uh, new monarch will be the one who sets the dates for Crab Fest at Red Lobster. <laughs> now, I know some people think that this should be set by the House of Commons, but they just don't understand crabs like the royal family. <laughs> they love crabs. They're always crabbing, aren't they? I think, I think that's they the royal family. They are into crabs. Or is that the deadliest catch? I, don't, I get those confused. I don't know. Someone, someone loves crabs, and I think it's them, so they should do it. God speaks through them. Let God decide. Mm -hmm. God loves crabs. So, God loves crabs. It's a huge crabs. honor and a huge responsibility. I, I hope our new monarch will be up to the task. Mm -hmm. Heavy lies the head, Matt. Heavy <laughs> lies the head. Now, here's here's something that I think is is maybe <sighs> one of the most important things we got to figure out, and and we're living this right now. Like I said, the smoke's coming out of Big Ben. Like when when the monarch dies, what happens? Or maybe maybe you know maybe it's not even death, but we we got to have come up with a better system. Like who takes over next? So Corey, what's um what's kind of that system for system of succession? Maybe we'll call it. The old system uh, of hereditary succession seems simple when you talk about the oldest male, but there, uh, there's often uh, needlessly complex claims and challenges to succession and rights. Mm -hmm. uh, when it, even, even if there is an oldest male and if there's not, you're guaranteed delays that cause war, turmoil, and fractured kingdoms. Mm. So the new system resolves this in a simple four-day process. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds simple. Day one. Those of uh, the new system is called the new system for succession of those of royal blood. Okay. Um, day one, they those of royal blood gather and pay respects to the dead ruler. They speak of their life and the accomplishments. Day two, those who wish to rule will declare themselves before the assembled uh, uh, people of royal blood, stating their fitness and their goals to the and you know the the gathering then discusses the pros and cons of the candidates. We're on to day three. You see how easy this is. Mm -hmm. Now, if the year ends in an even number, the candidate group is narrowed down by rounds of ranked choice voting by the gathering until there are three candidates left. Simple. If the year ends in an odd number, the candidates form caucuses of prospective rulers <laughs> and gather supporters from those in attendance. These groups then fight to death in a naval battle until one crew is left. Now, option 3, 3B-1, if we're heading towards the celestial equinox, the crew draws straws to provide the three candidates. Mm -hmm. Day B, uh, 3B-2, if we're heading toward a celestial solstice, this three tallest surviving uh, members are chosen as the candidates and move on. And day four, simple as you like, 
The three candidates are released from their cages at dawn, and the one that makes it to the top of the hill is the new monarch. Easy. Jesus Very Christ. Nice. Why, where were you? Right. Where were you mm-hmm. thousands That's of years ago? That's a holiday weekend. You could have prevented the war of Spanish succession. <laughs> <laughs> right? They wouldn't have had to fight a war over it. They would have known. It's that guy. They, they probably wouldn't have had to fight a war, depending on if it was an even or odd number. That's true. They might have been year, Grant. There would have they been a They would have had to fight the exact same specific war that they fought. They might have fought a different war. <laughs> but that war might have been more fun. Man. That, that Much more fun title. Streamlined. Streamlined. Solved. And I... Let's just be honest. I I think we'll all be hoping for deaths in the odd number years. Like everyone loves a good <laughs> naval battle, right? Come on. <laughs> um, perfect. We've we've got this thing figured out. Um, now, along with succession, kind of the last org chart, like how's this going to work? Question. You know, we know it's very straightforward how the next person's going to take over, but until they do, you know what? You know, th- there's a big royal family. They got. Uh, they got to keep busy with something until they inherit that serious power of, uh, you know, ch- choosing the dates for Crab Fest at Red Lobster. Grant, mm-hmm. while our, our royal family is kind of waiting for that death, what are, the, what are their power? I shouldn't say powers. Like, what kind of maybe ceremonial tasks are they, are they doing? Yeah, so that's the thing is, you know, you got this family full of just young up and coming go-getters. They're just brimming with uh, talent. Uh, I figured we got to have jobs worthy of their talents. And so I got three of them. Okay. First of all, keep the River Thames running. Make sure it keeps running. <laughs> That's important. Make sure. It, is it is it running? That's you. You're doing that. That's a, that's a river you can set your watch by. Very important. Don't make it stop. If it stops, it's bad, so make sure it keeps running. Oh, is there a manual? What if it What if it stops? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. There's a bunch of cockney urchins well, Tiny counting Tim, on you. Uh, I believe your, your, your royal instincts will lead you in the right direction. Always trust them. Okay. Um, Keep the river running. Got it. Second job, make sure the tallest mountain in the UK, Ben Nevis, make sure it stands up straight. We don't want him slouching, make sure he stands up straight. And the third job, make sure Stonehenge doesn't run away. We like Stonehenge, we gotta keep it here, make sure it doesn't run away. Wow. Is he still here? These are some doing serious it. responsibilities, Grant. These are You're doing it, buddy. These are some of the very symbols of the United Kingdom themselves. This is a tall mm-hmm. But you know, if anyone's going to be able to do those things for, for the Commonwealth, it, it's it's the royal it's family. Them. Yeah, heavy lies the head. Heavy lies the head. You know, speaking of, you know, heavy on the head, we think of the mm. the royal family and we think of the crown, right, and the crown jewels and all that. But let's let's talk about what does royal family two look like. I want to talk a little bit about the regalia and the pomp and circumstance around uh, the royal family. So. Um, I don't really want, Corey, I want you to kind of, I don't, I don't want to put anything in your head. I'm not even going to say crown, right? I just want you to think outside the box. And what is, what is the regalia for our new royal family? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you, you mentioned crown and the first thing I think of is crown and you mentioned not mentioning it. (laughs) And then then my mind backtracks to scepter. Both good. Uh, and I hope that's good for you, too, because what I propose, the look of this, you know, this ruler uh, of ours, um, 
what they're wearing, that can change to day to day. You know, that's not the big thing. The deal is the what's on the head. That's what counts. Mm. And so uh, going back and forth between crown and scepters, what we have designed is a crown of scepters. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever seen those, like, Australian cork hats that keep the flies away with a bunch <laughs> Now, now, structurally, structurally, it's a sombrero, uh, which you need to hold up forty rolling pins, um, uh, shaped objects. Is one side uh, of that golden brim pinned to the top? <laughs> yes, and the scepters just kind of hang down and rattle it. Yes. So the noise yes. is deafening. Noise of this, uh, the structure is is it's terrible on the ears. But uh, crown of scepters is what we're going with, and that, each of the, each of the scepters means something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we, I think we can all assume they mean very, you know, important uh, and sacred. Yes, sacred you have to be any more specific, right? Um, I, I, I love it. I also, you know, just my little spin on that. I want to make sure that we spell crown C R O W N E and scepters S C E P T R E S. Just you know, really British, mm. uh, British yes. spelling on as much as on everything that we can. Could we make scepter an uh, uh, an acronym like in James Bond? I, I <laughs> special executive for wait. <laughs> yeah, that's doesn't have to mean anything. No, but it is an acronym. Um, okay, so we've got the crown of scepters, the very symbol of the royal family itself. Um, let's talk about you know where we might keep that, where, where the crown and throne lie, the palace, right? That's where uh, the, the royal stately home that. Um, today we oh we've got Buckingham Palace you know it's a little again a little stale a little old um, Grant when I Royal Family two dot where are we living I mean there's not a whole lot of open real estate in London I don't know if you heard you seen these house prices uh, so they're gonna have to take over some place that already exists uh, some place doesn't really matter not a whole big deal the uh, Royal Waterloo Hospital for Children and Women. Um, just bulldoze that sucker. Get that out of there. Put up a, a new space. palace. They gotta have a big palace. What are they gonna do? Have a small... And obviously they can't live in the hospital. You're, you're asking them to live in a hospital? Fuck you. Who the fuck would want to do Fucking that? royalty. I know it has royal on the bil- name of the building, but that's not enough. So, yeah, bulldoze okay. that piece of shit. Uh, and then, somehow, through some miracle of science that we don't understand... The number of children in hospitals in London will go down. This is true. <laughs> that's good, right? This is get true. The, get, the pa- get the patient numbers down. That me- that's good. By at least the number of patients in that hospital, yes. our case numbers will go Wait, down. So, so you want that to be more? <laughs> Obvi- you want you want kids to go to the hospital. You want kids to be in hospitals. Oh my God! Jesus, you callous bastard. Get them out of there by blowing them up. <laughs> That's a 20% reduction in children in hospital. That's one mm-hmm. in five children were just affected. Yes, children in hospital. I'm glad you went with the British the British terminology. The specific detail of this plan that uh, we're not just getting rid of the hospital. As Grant said, we're blowing the hospital up with no, blow it up. the children and women in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could think of no greater sacrifice for, yes. for the Union Jack. <laughs> they would gladly do so. Um. So that's where that's where they're gonna reside. But as we know, um, being the royal family is hard, and you you gotta oh, sometimes escape work. to the countryside, right? The, the various castles uh, and whatnot, vacation homes. 
So, um, Ben, where's our new royal family going to vacation? What kind of property? Or how, how do we kind of arrive at, like, the new Balmoral Castle or whatever the hell else it was? Right. You got to think somewhere. I was thinking, what is the most fanciest vacation place? Um, they're going to have property in Myrtle Beach. Um, <laughs> they own, it turns out, they own a resort complex and a chain of Magoo's Sports Bars. <laughs> Magoo's Sports Bars. Magoo's? <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, I, I know, little Captain Travis, you're probably mostly from Ohio and you know Magoo's. Um, you also have to understand that the four of us never went to Myrtle Beach, at least as far as I know. That was not our family's vacation place. Um, I've never fucking been there, but I did look up a uh, Myrtle Beach thing. So, yes. Best drink Magoo's. specials, uh, best happy hour specials on the beach. Wings. Magoo's. Brought to you by Oh, Magoo's. they're big on wings. Okay. Big on wings. Okay. Uh, it sounds it sounds stately. How whatever whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's very stately. Uh, it's all inclusive mm. for them. Yeah, uh, royal and ancient magoos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, let's keep going with kind of the, the, the symbols of the family. So I I know um, the our our beloved dear passed away Queen Elizabeth II. I believe she was buried in that golden uh, carriage that they traipsed her around in, right? Well, now that's that's underground. We can't get that back. So ah, shit. We got we got to come up with a new conveyance, Corey. How's the new royal family going to get around? Uh, I think oh, I might oh, be sorry, that was Grant. Yep. Grant here. You're, you're, you're the master of conveyance. Did anyone cut the catalytic converter off that carriage before they put that fucker in the ground? <laughs> you, you know, the, that's what the grave robbers are going for. All right, all right. Yes. Yeah. The solid gold catalytic converter. Yeah, Grant, I misspoke. You're the minister of conveyance. Could you please let us know? Yes, I am the minister. Um, Look, there's a lot of controversy about the royal family, about how they're like a drain on public resources and whatever. So we got got to... This this is a PR play. We got to go a little cheap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I heard that the city of Paris, France, Illinois is no longer using their horse-drawn monorail because they went out of business and no one lives there anymore. They went completely under for some reason. Apparently they took ridiculous advice from uh, some podcast. That's the uh, that's but absurd. We just pick up the horse-drawn monorail, uh, move it to London, boom, got it. It's got the horse-drawnness, which is like the old world, and then they're on a monorail so we can keep track of them. Uh, we know where they're going to be. That's perfect. I think it works. And I love it. Yeah, Grant, yeah, I can't believe that Paris, France, Illinois was so was stupid mm-hmm. enough to listen to a podcast uh, for yeah, advice. Yeah, that's on very silly. I don't listen to any podcast. Um, you should take our advice right now. Uh, don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, okay, so uh, let's, uh, you know, we, we talked about the crown, but there's this thing that they always talk about the crown jewels, like these valuables that the state protects. And, you know, there's some, you know, up in the ivory tower or something. I'm not really sure how it works. Uh, that's that's so old. That shit's like centuries old. So we need some new some new jewels, if you will. So, Corey, what are what are the new valuables that we that we're uh, supposed to be in awe of? <clears throat> this is a this is a modern day and we have uh modern shifted values so um mm. at the uh uh in one of the lowest levels of the castle uh there is an entrance to some catacombs 
uh, in which is stored uh, the, the largest collection of exquisitely preserved 17th century bookbinding tools, bookbinding paraphernalia, and manuscripts that depict bookbinding throughout the ages and catalog <laughs> the lives of books bound by the master bookbinders of the 17th century. Ooh. So, so <laughs> carved That's the motherload, the bonanza carved over the archway of this uh, of this vault. Uh, uh, is the the phrase "knowledge is power," and then a mere two hundred meter walk through a lightless, unventilated shoulder width passageway uh, leads to a room where you can watch historical reenactors actually bind books by candlelight. Ooh. And behind all that is the real treasure of mint in box all of the Transformers, GI Joe, My Little Pony, <laughs> He Man, about five thousand <laughs> pinball machines, and one of those arcades where you don't need coins. Oh. <laughs> I had a chub at book binding, but now it's a full-on army. Yep. Can, Excellent. Yes, hiding in plain sight. Can we Beautiful. stop the podcast now and go to that arcade? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> that thing that you just imagined. I want yeah. to be there. Nothing we're going to say from here on out is going to be better than that arcade. Free play arcade? No. My God. Uh, and all the stuff you said before about the book binding, Corey, they're already lining up. They, they, they are lining up to, or sorry, queuing up to, oh, to take pictures go. of that old mm. shit. Ah. Mm. Even the most boring sod cannot queue that long for that dry <laughs> of a crackery dessert of <laughs> book binding by candlelight. Anyone that makes it that far is like, you know, you cut the line and you're just like, hey, where are the books? And the guy's like, in the back. You know what you're doing. <laughs> the true treasure, though, as Corey described, the, those mint uh, transformers, we're going to need someone to to guard and protect those. So... Olden Royal Family 1.0, we had those guys wearing those weird fuzzy hats for some reason. You know, I don't know what the hell that was all about, but it sure as hell wasn't 21st mm. century. No. So, the Beefman? Ben, who's going to guard? Who, who, what are the Royal Guards, and, and what do they look like? Yeah, you bring up the Beef Eaters. Um, look, in the olden times, I mean, they used to guard prisoners in the Tower of London, guard the Crown Jewels. Now... Even though they're drawn from the military or the armed forces, it's just like cosplay of some bygone British look. Um, kind of lame. So let's upgrade that to a more modern British look cosplay. The new guards cop Alec Guinness's look from Star Wars. So they got the tunic, the cloak. They're called the Obi-Wans. Someday I assume a djinn will be named after them. Um, yeah, that's the new look uh, for the Obi-Wans. Brings it brings it up to the 1970s, mm, a much more modern yeah, era. Yeah, up to date. <laughs> yes. It's dope, and I I already can picture the Disney tie-ins, you know. Being oh, my God. Branding. Yeah. Visit mm-hmm. Disney, Royal Star Wars World, and, like, you know, that we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. Right this way to the unlimited play arcade. I mean, you know, whatever their Spot. accent is. I think that's pretty good. On. Yeah. That is the received pronunciation. <laughs> that, right there. It, that is the royal. That is what they call the royal pronunciation. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Right, Luke. Well, what you want to do is you open yourself to a, a force. Sorry, I did. You shut off your targeting computer, isn't it? <laughs> Excellent. I knew what I I just. I, I know the pronunciation too. I just I, you know, I wanted to want to do it excellent, too. excellent. Uh, Ranch, you are a chameleon. Okay, so <laughs> famous for disguising their voices. 
you hear like a yeah. Oh, there's like, a pasture full of cows over there, and there's just a chameleon, chameleon. in the tree. <laughs> yep, doing the thing yep. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on. So I, I like this kind of like Disney Star Wars thing that we got going, and I think we can really like build a brand around that. So the first thing when I think of a brand for the royal family. You know, something that we can, like some event that we can create to kind of trump up a bunch of buzz about, you know, the family. Kind of, the first thing that comes to my mind is like what they did when they, you know, they killed off Diana to like, you know, build, you know, sell some tabloids. So like, Ben, tragic mm. death. We need a tragic <laughs> death. What? Oh, yeah. Let's build the brand around a tragic death. That's a good what, point. What happens here? That's a good point. All right. Well, what happens, uh, the tragic death that captures uh, the hearts of, of of the world, not just the nation, um, is little Prince Noah, the 18-month-old grandson oh. of the king, died in a gunfight with triad enforcers outside a Soho <laughs> jazz club. <laughs> told him not to get involved in the opium trade. They told him not to get involved. They told him not to get involved. God damn it. And the, the tongs, the triads knew... Went not the not the tongs. The triads knew where he was going to be. He loved that jazz club. Um, <laughs> fucking horrific gunfight. They just see him, you know, blasting side wrists with blood spurting out of his blood tiny everywhere. little body. God damn it! Poor Prince. You think Noah. with that little body, how could there be all that much blood? And how that could little... there be so much? Yeah. God damn it! Poor Prince Noah. I uh, we'll, we'll get Elton John to write a song about that. Uh, uh, right mm-hmm. tragedy in it. <laughs> in it, folks. Um, okay, so the, the, that's 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 where we build the brand. Triad gunfight outside the jazz club, um, mm. and that's something that Classic. you know we 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 grow from tragedy. And then uh, let's let's flip over to maybe the brighter side where we have these celebrations. You know, these milestones like the the queen would have the platinum jubilee and all these things, and everyone would come out mm. and you know have a parade and all that. Um, Corey, what's going to be our new milestone celebration? There's three big ones that we're doing right now in order to uh, revitalize the, you know, the monarchy in the eyes of the youth. Um, uh, a jubilee alone is, is a word that makes my dick shrivel. <laughs> so, uh, um, so we're rebranding uh, these celebrations. Uh, um, and to connect with youth, there is now the 69th, the 420th and the 80,085th Jubilee. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the merchandise in a second, but I have a feeling we're going to be selling calculators. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting some of those glasses with the, the numbers in them. <laughs> I'm holding out for the 80,000th and 85th. <laughs> Uh, and the glasses for the 69th <laughs> Jubilee that just say nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Speaking of, yeah, let's get to the merch, though. So we've talked about a couple of things. Like, you know, that's something that you see all of these collectibles and, you know, commemorative things sold at these events. Um, ben, what are we going to market on the 69th, 420th, or the 80,000th and 85th Jubilees? <laughs> Wait, aside from wax lips? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, thought that, I thought this was a given. Well, the, it's a jubilee, Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a jubilee. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, shit. Um, uh, cigarette lighters, cigarette <laughs> lighters printed with the Queen stuff on there. Everybody needs yeah. them. 
Yep, let's go for Queen it. Smokes cools. Yeah, that's. that's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what all the lighters are going to say. The Queen Smokes Cools. <laughs> I can, you know, and you bring up a good point, Ben. Like, we're, mo- we can come up with some different uh, trinkets and tchotchkes later, but m- the bulk of the royal family's wealth is built on wax lips. So we can. Move those lips. <laughs> That's what they're there for. That's what they. Well, they move the lips, don't they? <laughs> That's what they, you know, and it's like, well, they're a drain on society. They cost so much money mm-hmm. and they get in they all move these the lips, trouble- though. Well, they move the lips, don't they? You know, it's a, <laughs> they move a lot of lips. They do. They do. Okay, we, uh, you know, this royal family is clearly cementing itself as the, the new brand of the future. Um, I, there's going to be mm. all kinds mm-hmm. of things named after the, our commemorative, you know, our leaders and things like that. Let's just name a few here um, as we get to our 80,000th and 85th Jubilee. Um Mm-hmm. Surely, Corey will be remembered our, our our queen mum from from some sort of British food item. So, what's what's a food item we can kind of start rolling with now to remember the royal family by? It goes back and forth when there's a king or a queen, but everyone has them all the time anyway. What I'm talking about is a king's shank, which is uh, mutton on rye with a pint, uh, or uh, uh, a queen's bunting, uh, which is LSD. Um, <laughs> I like to get psychedelically destroyed over a mutton sandwich, a joint of mutton, if you will. Uh, and uh, yes, I mean honorable mention. If you're the uh, monarch of a certain religion, uh, you could go with pope tarts. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Nice. Oi, bruv, a pint of mutton. <laughs> 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 Two plowmans and a king's shank, if you please, and the lady I, will have a queen's bunting. I think Matt. I think that uh, Matt's phrase was the first thing that Stephen Hawking had installed on his wheelchair. Boy, bro, a pint of mutton. It was just the most common, the most common phrase that he thought he might end up saying. Mm-hmm. It's one of those uh, sentences that has all the letters of the English alphabet in yes. it. Yes, <laughs> got them all. It's a classic typing exercise for children. <laughs> yes, Onyx of Black Obsidian, hear my plea. The, uh, the quick brown fl- fox, up the dog. Jumped over the lazy mutton. Jumped over the lazy mutton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and you know, it's not just food. It's not just local to the UK. We think glo- the, the sun never sets on the British Empire, right? So surely, Grant, there's some sort of territory or country that we can take over and name after our mm-hmm. our new royal family. Uh, I went with a member of the Commonwealth because obviously right. they're going to be lining up uh, for that honor. Um, so from henceforth, uh, the country of St. Vincent and the Grenadines will now be known as St. Vincent and the Grenadines and the Anglo-Saxon criminals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, the, the only downside is that the country no longer sounds like a band from the 60s. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Well, now it sounds a little bit more like a punk band, right? Yeah, my uncle is one of the Grenadines. In, yeah. in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, he was one of them. <laughs> well, I could he see... one of the original Grenadines it, before they replaced It sounds them. like a lineup, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, <laughs> opening for the Anglo-Saxon criminals. You know, like a... <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's wrap the... We're getting close here. We've got all the, you know, all the makings of a royal family, but the one thing we're missing to really, you know, the, the true definition of a royal family is what kind of scandal... Are we in getting involved in here, right? Like, great, we've got a pint of mutton and we've got a crown of scepters, <laughs> but like, what's gonna sell 
those tabloids, right? Um, so, Corey, let, let's kind of we're going to go around and see the different members of the royal family getting involved. But let's start right at the top. What kind of scandal does our ruler get into? Uh, the one that comes to mind is uh, Prince Dilford, sixth Earl of Mar- Market Basing on Sea. Um, uh, clearly, the underage sex scandal in which he was uh, <laughs> caught—he was caught diddling mermaids. Um, <laughs> that, uh, and it's not, not so much—it's not so much that uncanny union that we're talking about. It's more of the way that it was handled, um, because he was very racist about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, He's been calling them terrible things, which de- which decorum prevents me from repeating here. But I will say he did say Fishlers, Scalebacks, and the G word. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Whoa. You dropped a hard G? Hard G. <laughs> yeah. That was Yikes. on camera. I mean, luckily... Uh... You know, that that is so unbecoming of the actual monarch, but luckily this one might be a little easy to sweep under the rug since it's under the water. Like, we can just kind of sweep it under the water. But uh, mm. what about our, our successor, though? You know, the last thing, you know, it, we might wait for Prince Bilford now to die and hope he kind of goes away, but we have the next in line, Grant. What kind of scandal can they get involved in? So it turns out uh, this successor... He's been running a, a right little scam. He's a <laughs> naughty little boy. He's, uh, he's got his fingers in naughty some little a, boy. Yeah, a few pies here. <laughs> they have convinced everyone that they should be rich and famous for absolutely no reason and at the same time have no job or responsibility of any kind simply because they come from a family of imperious, talentless inbreeders. <laughs> so royalty. The, the scandal is royalty. Oh, what a stain on his house! Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, it's fully justifiable to come up with. Way, well, on the next episode, we'll come up with some justifiable way to like excommunicate them or kick them out. That's just yes. un, uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dare I say, highly irregular. It ain't cricket. <laughs> um, okay, last one here. We've got the queen, and we've got the successor, but. What we really, the really far out shit that sells the tabloids is this like weird fucked up relative that we kind of don't uh, talk about already. Uh, what kind of shit are they getting into, Ben? Yeah, uh, the big scandal. Billy Beer? <laughs> uh, it's far worse than that. Um, it was Ooh. the discovery of a cousin, Connor O'Donohue. Oh, <sighs> Irish. Exactly. First of all, he's Irish. Uh. <laughs> also, he's not even married to one of his cousins. Whoa! Oh. Whoa! Good what? lord. Did he marry a second cousin? Also, he works for a living. Yeah! Oh my god. I just threw up on my mic. Also, he's even a prolific porn actor. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and there's a whole bunch of a bunch of embarrassing titles that he's been in, like Anal Chaos. Horny Stepdaughter Hurricane, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, that one that one is not what you think. Um, that is a lot of transsexuals sucking and fucking each other and playing their genitals like musical instruments. That is not okay, what I thought. Okay, thank God, because that's I, yeah. you're correct. For a second there, I was thinking Ooh, something. My, first my mind was, was about a, to go to something. a bad place. Yes, I thought you said this was a scandal. Also, gaping white grannies. Black on black on black on white. On black. Put my balls in your ass three. And the royal cum fountain, Connor O'Donohue, cousin of the King of England. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if someone knew who he was? Oh my god. What a disgrace. Oh my god. But I mean honestly, Irish. not, not marrying your cousin, like Fil- turns out a filthy, filthy Irishman was related to Gross. royalty. Yep. That explains all those potato peels around the palace. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, once you see peels, you know you've got Irishmen already. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh my god. You see one. Yeah. Oh, we got Irish. Peel open the walls and it's just like a bunch of potatoes fall out. Oh god, we gotta have the place fogged. <laughs> <laughs> well, little Captain Travis, I think we did it. Uh, this is the, the this uh, is the royal family that's gonna lead us into uh, the next millennium until uh, mm-hmm. lead us into a proud eighty thousandth and eighty fifth jubilee. Um, <laughs> so thank you for your input. Uh, so, little Cap Travis, do you want to marry your cousin? We'll do anything for a charge. I'm a certified minister. Let me know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, and no cap, you want to see the real royal drip? Check us on Instagram. Shit's bussin'. Miss that and take an L, fam. Um, and if you're over we were, 20... we were past this. <laughs> and if you're over 20, you can find us on Instagram at... We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. Not that it matters because you're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> and like Grant always says, the best place to get Crab Fest coupons online <laughs> by following us on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. All you can eat Cheddar Bay Biscuits at Free Legal Pod. Fuck yes. And if you like the show and are using your power and influence to harbor, protect, and enable pedophiles, <laughs> maybe stop doing that. <laughs> Stop coaching Penn State. But do keep listening. That's the trick. You don't throw the yes. baby out with the bad yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode one forty one. The last chunk of the show is him also talking about other video games like in like a rapid fire thing where he's like, Gauntlet 2, it's got realistic sound. One of these days, these games are going to be talking to us. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wizard needs for a bardler. Yeah, the sound quality of Gauntlet 2 is like a, is awesome. At least today looking at it, it's like, shut up. That's the, high, that's the selling point. Uh, ah, it, but watch, when you get meat, it talks to you. When you get the health, whirp, drop. <laughs> when you swing wow. your sword it goes Pew! but when you shoot an arrow it goes Grant, <laughs> uh, I ducked when you made that noise it was so lifelike yeah. well you can tell you do a sweep of the noise channel down oh that's a sword but a sweep up oh my god that's an arrow I can hear the, the feathers uh, flickering through the air I can, just, I can hear them whistling you can hear the bowstring still vibrating. Uh, it's still yes. It sounds so realistic. I'm I'm hesitant to say bow. I'm 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 like longbow. Is that is that specifically longbow? English longbow. That's four, that's probably from fourteen. I think that's late, from late the Hundred Years' fort. War. Early Hundred Years' War. Turn internet over.